0: Hey, I'm Tommy. Konnichiwa, Tomo You're listening to Football in English. On the 15th of April, 1989, tens of thousands of people set off to Hillsborough Sheffield. To watch their team compete in an FA Cup semi-final. 96 of those people never came home. What happened that day remains the UK's worst ever sporting disaster. It changed English football forever, from the match day culture to stadium designs and police operations. Even now, some 33 years later, football fans are still shaken by what happened. This episode will be about Hillsborough, the disaster, what happened that day and why. But the story of Hillsborough, the victims and their families was not limited to that day. For every year since, they have been battling the media, politicians, police, and other institutions who have lied and covered up what actually happened that day. Our next episode will be dedicated to the struggle to find the truth.
1: 1989年4月15日 シェフィルドのヒルズボラにシェフィルトのヒルスホラに最悪 33年か経ちますかいまたにあの事件に多くの人々の心か揺さふられています今回のエヒソートはヒルスホロの悲劇についててすあの日あのスタシアムて何か起きたのかなせ起きてしまったのか犠牲者そして家族たちは事故か起きてから多くのものと立ち向かってきました この スタジアムで実際に起きたこととは異なる嘘で固められた報道がありました。それを垂れ流していたメディア、政治家、警察、その他の組織と彼らは戦ってきました。ヒルズボロの悲劇を前編と後編に分けてお送りいたします。前編はヒルズボロの悲劇について、後編はその真相究明についてをご紹介します。というわけで本日はヒルズボロの悲劇についてです。4月15日。に起きたので、ま、溢れ返ったスタンド立ち見えま、プレミア思っまあ yeah, I'm not,
0: not too sure how... It's a diff- one, difficult one to approach this week because it's not one for our opinion. うん。It's うん。facts of what happened that day, why it happened.
1: Yeah,
0: and as you were saying, I think it's super important as a football fan, as a Premier League fan, to understand the history. And this is, in my opinion, probably the biggest thing that happened in English football and it led directly to the Premier League being created the Premier League was created in part because
1: Hillsborough happened so the
0: match as you said is Liverpool versus Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup semi-final
1: シェフィールトっていう街はてすねイキリスのロントンから電車て Hillsborough, Sheffield to the home of Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday Sheffield United Sheffield
0: That's right and Sheffield is part of Yorkshire the county so very close to Leeds. Rotherham there's a lot of teams in that area. Uh, as you mentioned before uh FA Cup semi-finals were always played at neutral venues in those days. There were no Wembley semi-finals.
1: Mhm. 今はウェンブリー Wembley 決勝の会場になってんですけども、その当時は、え、中立地でやりましょうってことで、リバプールと、えっと、ノッティンガムフォレストの、and Hillsborough Stadium was a World Cup it was a old stadium. it was I a It was a Yeah, I don't know much.
0: I've never been to Hillsborough myself. Uh, so, some important things to know about even before the game. Well before the match, what happened? Hillsborough is under the jurisdiction of the South Yorkshire Police. Hmm. South Yorkshire Police are the police officers that look after this area. Brian Mole was the chief superintendent of the police, and he was in charge of the area the Hillsborough Stadium was in. Brian Mole had great experience in policing events of this level. FA Cup semi-final in these days especially was a very, very important day, a very big day, and this policeman had lots of experience. However, there was an an incident with other police officers that led to this person, Brian Moore, being transferred to a different area. So he no longer looked after Hillsborough. Instead, a person called David Duckenfield, a chief chief superintendent with no experience of football, came in to look after Hillsborough. This is the first step in the Hillsborough disaster, this person coming in. Uh, Several police officers mentioned that they thought the pre-match safety briefings were inadequate
1: and they didn't feel very。で well この。でなんでこんな
0: So then jumping to the match day in the stadium. So the Leppings Lane end of Hillsborough, this is one end of the stadium, uh, where thousands of people entered the stadium was notorious. It was very famous as a bottleneck and potentially very dangerous. This was actually proven in 1981 when Tottenham played against Wolves at the same stadium and similar scenes occurred. At that match, several people were taken hospital. So the warning signs were already there. In this match, people actually allowed people to sit around uh, around the pitch which people think prevented some people dying, but despite these warnings, nothing was ever done to fix the stadium to prepare for an event like this. Mm-hmm. So really, it was just a matter of time for a disaster to happen.
1: This incident eight 収容能力 1万 100人をうーん、まあ so
0: the Leppings Lane end was where Liverpool fans were to be standing and sitting for this match, uh, and so now we're getting to match day. This is when people are starting to arrive at the stadium, and it's quite slow. Lots of Liverpool fans say early it was very slow, not many people turning up, but then this started to change around 2:20 p.m. when a lot of people arrived and tried to get in the stadium. And as we said, Leppings Lane end has very small, not very many turnstiles for people to enter. Mm. There are four pens in the Lepping Lane's end at this stage. So a pen is a place uh, where fans are separated into groups. So Liverpool fans, even Liverpool fans themselves, were separated into four separate groups behind the goal in the lower
1: tier. えっと、立ち見 the goal on the lower two there are 4 4
0: so you can see in the footage quite clearly, the two pens in the middle behind the goal were already very full, Mm. even before the match. They were very, very full, but on either side of those, the other two pens were still quite empty. There weren't Mm. too many people. And John Motson, the commentator on the BBC actually uh, commented on this during the match. Well, you look at the Liverpool
1: end to the right of the goal, there's hardly anybody on those steps. なので中央の第3第4ブロックに もうかなり満員に近い状態で
0: unfortunately people kept coming in there's a very narrow entrance to these blocks at the back of the stands and because of the pens because of those fences between them and at the front Fans could not move sideways to escape. They were literally stuck in this box as people
1: kept coming in. Remember, this is still before
0: kickoff. This is
1: still. Yep.
0: There was a police control box look, literally looking over the top of the Lepping Lanes end. If you see the footage, they're literally looking at this area of the ground.
1: えっと、That's right. If you look at the footage of
0: this match, if you watch any documentary with footage from 2.30pm onwards, you can, anyone can see this problem. Mm. How David Duckenfield, the police superintendent, could not see this, or maybe worse, maybe he saw it and ignored it because he thought hooligans, mm. he thought this is just people being idiots. Mm. Whatever, he ignored it when it was right in front of him. At this point, fans were actually already being crushed outside as well. So, trying mm. to get into the stadium, they were getting crushed as well police officers thought the best decision at this point would be to delay the kickoff, to say we need to slow down everyone here let's put the kickoff back and allow everyone to enter safely however kickoff
1: was not delayed だやっぱりこう荒れるっていうかもう始まるのになんで入れないんだよっていう風に雰囲気になってくるの 30分、yeah, yeah and
0: I'm not sure why uh, So the police officer in charge outside the stadium Actually phones David Duckenfield inside and he, he requests them to open a gate outside So, that people can enter freely. They don't need to worry about the tickets. They can just go through this gate Mm. to stop the crush, basically. It allows people to enter the stadium. However, this had the negative effect of you suddenly have hundreds or thousands of people rushing through these gates. And if you look at the layout of the stand, when you come through the gates, it's natural to go into these center pens behind the goal, which are already full. There was no one, no police officers, no fencing, no signs saying, the middle's full go round to the sides where
1: there's space. So this is another critical mistake. で、そこから so now we get to kick off. The match kicks off. It's a beautiful day. Everyone mentions how
0: beautiful it was how excited they were. Uh, it kicks off, but the trouble is still very much brewing in the stands. Uh, just a few minutes into the game, if you watch any of the, the, the match that w- was played, you'll see people are already spilling over the fences at the front of the stand trying to get away. The, the crush from the back just keeps coming, so people can only climb the fence in front to escape. At this point, people are already collapsing. They're already fainting, passing out because they can't breathe finally after six minutes of the match. They play six minutes before the match is halted when a police officer actually runs on the pitch to tell the referee what's happening. there are fans on the pitch here in the six-yard area. The referee's going to have to stop the game. There's an overflow behind the goal and the police inspector is on the pitch. And they've come through the barriers and I can only think that's overcrowding. It doesn't look to me to be any sort of misbehavior. More police are being called for. Reinforcements are coming from the forest end now to attend to this problem. So John Monson, the commentator, actually says there, I don't think this is hooligans. I think this is overcrowding. He could tell. It was obvious. If you looked at this, you could tell the way people were acting, the way people Mm. were trying to escape. This wasn't people fighting or anything like that. It was something very different.
1: 横から後ろから次から次へと立ち見石へ流れてくるサポーターたちの圧力によって That's right Yeah, so they're spilling onto
0: the pitch They're climbing up into the tier above You can see people reaching down to help fans Just escape any way possible one police officer at this point recognized the problem and he opened a gate at the front to let people out. However, this is, this is a small gate. This isn't something big. Mm-hmm. You know, one, two people at a time maybe can get through. Mm. So the crush was still happen, happening. And it started getting worse where people were literally dying where they were standing. So as we've mentioned, there are fences to the front of the pens as well as to the sides. These fences are six feet tall with spikes on the top. It's it's just, it makes it impossible to escape. You can't climb over these with spikes without injuring yourself. And people did that because that's how desperate
1: they were.
0: One police officer described it at this point as like spaghetti, where bodies were just tangled up uh, around each other. You can see unconscious people being pulled out and carried on stretches. CPR being given to people on the pitch. But many people at this point had already died. We mentioned last week in the Ericsson episode cardiac arrest. This this was the same thing, just their heart stopped pumping blood because they couldn't get, get oxygen from
1: the crush. At this point,
0: Graham Kelly, who is the FA chief executive, visits the police control box, and David Duckenfield tells him there's been a, a rush of ticketless Liverpool fans coming into the stadium, causing the crush. This is the moment that the lie starts. Mm. This is where the police decide Liverpool fans are responsible for this disaster.
1: Yeah, I've got, a, I've got an explanation for what's happened here, BT. I'm going to give you a lie.
0: And the story emerges that one of the outside gates leading into that terrace
1: was broken. People without tickets got in, were therefore overcrowding the people with tickets, and that's why the crush occurred.
0: The lie is that Duck himself, the police actually ordered the gate to be open, allowing fans to come in without their tickets being checked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Liverpool fans rushing. It wasn't what he said. He lied.
1: え、now at
0: this point you would expect an emergency to be declared. There is clearly an emergency happening. However, for some reason, this wasn't declared, meaning no emergency plan was ever activated. There was no plan for what was happening. No one knew what to do next. So you see in the footage the response was just chaotic. You have some ambulances actually driving onto the pitch. but then you have many, many more ambulances outside who. They're stuck in traffic, the traffic of their own ambulances because there's no plan about how to solve something like this. There are no stretchers being carried into the ground to help people, no no stretchers to carry Mm. dead or injured people on. So the only way to transport these people was advertising boards, the the boards you see around the ground. People ripped them off, put bodies on top of these boards and carried them to ambulances outside. Another very important thing we talked about last week, Mm. there were no defibrillators. And in a time-critical emergency like this, people are left to die because lack of planning and lack of action. And at this point, had there been more done, people would have been saved. People died after this point because there was no plan in place.
1: 警察が事態の重大性を素早く認識しなかった。so at this point, twelve people are pronounced dead at
0: hospital. They've been taken to hospital in ambulances and they're pronounced dead. All other deceased people were at the stadium. They didn't get a chance to get to hospital.
1: Yep. Because
0: there was no plan, there was no way to get these people to the hospital. They died. Either where they were standing or they died on the pitch at Hillsborough. That's right. They took them to the stadium gymnasium. This is where the horror starts for the families. The people who are watching this on TV, knowing their loved ones are there. Later that night after it's all over and the true devastation is revealed, uh, more than 80 fans are announced to have died. Obviously that number goes up in the the few days, but as of match night, 80 fans are confirmed to have died. The coroner attends the scene. A coroner, just to explain, a coroner is the official, the person who's given the job of conducting an inquiry into how a person has died. So any person that dies in circumstances Mm. that you don't quite know, a coroner comes to investigate. Mm. So this person attends the scene, and because of the lie that started earlier about ticketless fans and the reputation football fans have, particularly in the 1980s of being drunk hooligans, the coroner decides to take the blood alcohol of every dead person, including children. They wanted to see, they wanted to prove, actually, they wanted to be able to say these people were drunk. It's their fault. In no other mass disaster do you ever have this happen. Can you imagine a plane crash, a car crash, Mm. any other disaster where many people die? The police and the coroner turn up and take blood alcohol reading to see if these people had been drinking alcohol. It's just, it's a disgrace that this ever happened. Mm.
1: ま、人道的にもかなり行かれてるなっていう風には思うんですけど、この 13 year old kids being checked if
0: they were drunk so that they could say
1: it's their fault. This is another step in the lie. Exactly. At this point, friends and family are
0: searching for their loved ones and they're directed to a boys' club in Sheffield and told to wait. It takes until around 1.30 in the morning. These people are waiting in this boys' club in Sheffield. Finally, a police officer came in to announce that they'd be taken back to the stadium to look mm-hmm. at photos of the dead people. Mm. Some people couldn't understand why they were being taken to the football ground. They thought, no, I should go to the hospital because my loved mm. one is going to be there. They they couldn't understand or comprehend that the person they loved had died. Mm. They were expecting to go and see them in hospital, maybe injured, but not dead. The stories that people tell of trying to identify their loved ones, there were Polaroid photos just put on a wall, photos of mm. these dead bodies.
1: ま、yeah mm. and yeah as
0: you say they're they're going through these questions mm. and if you watch any of the documentaries the Liverpool fans talk about they weren't interested in the truth they weren't there to find out what happened mm. they were there to say these people were drunk mm. and they caused this themselves mm. it's just it's a disgrace that this this is how it started this this is the beginning of We've seen now 33 years of fighting against police, Mm -hmm. politicians, the media telling this lie. The Liverpool Mm -hmm. fans got drunk and caused this by fighting. 93 people died and more than 400 people required hospital treatment on April 15, 1989, match day. In the next few days, two more people died, taking the total to 95. The 96th person died in 1993, four years later, when his life support was turned off. And as Tom mentioned earlier, the 97th person died last year from complications caused by this event. So that's the story of the day. I hope that came across okay. Mm. We try to discover the facts. Uh, I think next week we talk about the lie in detail, how that happened, and then the media disgrace, mm. some of the things that happened afterwards. just You can't believe it. These innocent victims, children, young men, young women,
1: うん。ダイドゴーイングトゥで、atom yep. 30 for 30 it's called. for 30 って Films 30 for 30
0: I'll also put some short YouTube videos on the website too from the BBC and the Guardian there's some good videos I think this weekend uh, obviously is the 15th of April we're recording this on the 16th of April the anniversary was yesterday every Premier League match I think this weekend probably or at least Liverpool game will have a minute silence probably Everton as well as you watch that minute silence you can now think about what happened that day and then we'll tell
1: you more about the story of what happened next next week.
0: Justice for the 97.
1: Thank you for listening. See you again next time.